The word of God is light. It is light. It actively works. It is effective. It penetrates. It rejuvenates. Oh my, oh my. An encounter with God's word is life-changing. It is life-enhancing. You are listening to a podcast by Prophet Komezu Shamin. Under the theme, Time Management. Yeah, time management. And sometimes we, when we consider this subject, we may not really understand how uh, as believers or as personnels, uh, how we are not necessarily keeping time or don't even know how to manage our time altogether. But under this subject of time management, you understand our demand as believers. In fact, when we read Psalms chapter number 90 and verse 12, uh, since I'm unable to see from here, I'll I'll be able to uh, point it out. So from Psalms chapter number 90 and verse 12, the Bible says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. Teach us, this is from the NKJV, to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. So one of the things that you need to notice and note is that uh, numbering of our days needs to be taught. Remember the Bible tells us there are quite a number of things that we get to learn um, from the Spirit of the Lord and uh, from the authority of the scriptures. The Bible shows us that one of the things that we need to learn, remember apart from the disciples asking Jesus to teach them how to pray, there are other things that we need to learn. And uh, this particular thing that we need to learn is how to number our days. Ask your neighbor, do you know how to number your days? What have they said? Eh? Yeah, you'll be very shocked that very few people know how to number their days because the Bible actually shows us this art needs to be learned but not only does it need to be learned it says when you get to number your days or rather when you learn how to number your days you gain the heart of wisdom praise be to God alright now not only uh, do you gain the heart of wisdom, we get to see that even from experience, many people uh, have learned how to number their years, not number their days. That's why you celebrate your birthdays, because you only know how to number your years. But then there's a place where you have to learn how to number your days. Why? Because the Bible tells us your days are numbered. So if your days are numbered, what you should know how to number are your days, not necessarily your years. Amen and amen. Sometimes, you know, when it gets to uh, 15th September, 12th January, it seems like people become so spiritual and they begin to reflect. Why? Because it's in their birthday. Sometimes they feel the only gateway to a new season is their birthday. Why? Because they know how to number years only. Hallelujah. So when we learn to number our days, seeing that our days are numbered, ah, things will be very, very great. Uh, now, um, obviously for us to be called to number our days, then there is a demand for us to learn how to manage time. There is a demand for us to learn how to handle time. Now, what is time? I'm going to give you a few uh, definitions of what time is. Um, uh, from from what the dictionary act- actually reveals to us. Number one, time is a measured or measurable period during which an action, process, or condition exists or continues. I know the definition seems um, uh, very confusing, but one thing I need you to understand about time is that it's measurable. All right. Not only is it measurable, it's sequential. Okay, another uh, another definition of time is that time is a progress is a progression of events from the past into the future. All right, 
So something you need to know about time is that it's sequential. Something you need to know about time is that it's measurable, all right? But not only that, another thing you need to understand about time is that time was actually created or in short time began. Okay, time began. All right. So, uh taking note of these things uh revealing that time is measurable then we must also acknowledge that there are certain spheres that are not measurable okay i'll give you an example eternity you can't measure eternity everyone anyone has heard of eternity yeah you can't measure eternity so that shows you that eternity functions outside the realm of time of time Okay now eternity is a timeless zone okay if you want uh <laughs> complicated uh definitions it's also a state at which time has no application it's infinite time duration without a beginning or an end i'm going somewhere all right now uh one of the things that i wanted to stress or even just show you is that time was created Now where was time created? It was created from someone who functions in the realm of eternity. Genesis chapter number 1 verse 1. I'm sure you know what the Bible says. It says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now in the beginning of what? <laughs> in the beginning of what think about it in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so before the beginning where was god because we need to understand this 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 reality if it says in the beginning god was doing creations then before the beginning what where was god where was god staying where was he putting his foot where was where where did he get created from <laughs> where was his beginning <laughs> amen and amen i'm just showing you something that there is a difference between time and eternity in the sense that time is uh, measurable but eternity is not measurable in fact when you read isaiah chapter number 57 verse uh, 15 the bible tells us that says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity so god sits in eternity that simply means god is not rude of he doesn't uh, uh function by time all right he is not subject to time he actually governs it that's why he created it in genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth i know in this scripture that's where people like asking how come Uh, God created heaven before <laughs> yeah he he created heaven so where was he staying before that well you can do your research on that one but uh, one 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 leakage out give you notice it didn't say heaven it said he created the heavens so how many heavens are there okay that's a story for another day <laughs> glory to god okay So God sits or inhabits in eternity, okay? And uh, if you want to uh, have other reference concerning God being an eternal God, you can look up uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse uh, 10 to 12. It's okay, don't 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 beam it. You can just write it. All right. So God is not governed by time. He actually governs it. He is the one that actually created it. And that's why even when you read Genesis chapter 1 verse 5 you will see something very interesting okay concerning uh uh time uh, to show you that time was actually created okay so in genesis 1 verse 5 the bible says god called the light day and the darkness he called night so the evening and the morning were the first day Have you noticed there was what was known as a first day they were counting how do you count with time Hallelujah So we can see that in the creation of God 
time is introduced. But then the Bible tells us on the sixth day, in time, God creates man and places him in a time zone. Places him on earth. And they counted, this is day number six. So, man was placed under a realm that functions by time. But one of the things you need to understand that is even though man was placed under a realm that functions by time, he was not meant to be governed by time. He was meant to manage time. Amen and amen. So you need to understand that I as an individual, I as a believer, I'm not meant to be governed by time. I need to manage time. I know I'm not yet functioning in, in, in eternity where I'm doing things outside time. But I have to learn how to manage time. Because even I as a believer, I have, I have access to uh, uh, wisdom or realms that can actually help me to uh, manage my time very, very well. So remember, the Bible says, teach us how to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. I'll show you something very interesting about wisdom. Wisdom uh, in the book of Proverbs was actually personified as a woman. And listen to how wisdom was uh, declaring something. Uh, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 23. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 23. Alright, we're there. Oh, start verse 22. Start from verse 22. Okay. The Bible says, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. You had gone to... Yeah. You see how wisdom is declaring something? There's me, I was there. The Lord had actually established me before his works. Alright. Then, if you also notice something in uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7, the Bible tells us about wisdom. Okay, you can post it. Wisdom, which is a mystery, which says it is hidden. I don't know if we're there. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 7. Corinthians, 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 Corinthians. Look at this. It says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Meaning, wisdom was even before the foundation of the world. That's why, when it says, Teach us how to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom, wisdom has got experience to manage time. Ask your neighbor, are you getting this? Wisdom has got experience to manage time. But now from this one, Paul is saying, but we speak the wisdom of God. Not only do we get to speak the wisdom of God, we get to apply it. There are certain ways you can handle the wisdom of God. You can speak it. Sometimes you can apply it. Amen and amen. So we want to learn how to manage or number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. Wisdom whom God (laughs) had uh, uh, interacted with before the foundation of time. Amen and amen. Alright, so now now that we understand that we are in a place where time needs to be managed Now that we understand that we are in a place where we need to, you know, have wisdom to function well in the arena of time, I want us to look at a few things that make people waste time. Right. Remember, time is measured, right? So, the moment you were born, they called that your first day. Isn't that so? 
So if you were to put up an equation, sometimes one of the equations you would give towards time is time is equal to life. Why? Because your life was we started counting your life the day you were born. So if time is equal to life, what does wasting time equal to? You got it. It's equal to wasting life. It's a measure. But then that's not how we are supposed to handle things as believers. So, how is time wasted? Number one, I want to explain it to you through the light of the scriptures that it is the desire of the enemy to cause and influence people to waste time. Sometimes the wasting of time is just simply an attack. Simply an attack. Why? Because if you waste time, you can't, you can't function well in your area of dominion. The Bible actually tells us this. It tells us the ones who receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace should reign in life. But you see, your life has a time frame. So if Satan can cause you to waste your time, then you can forget about reigning. You can forget about dominion. You can forget about uh, uh, moving, you know, forward. So, one way one can actually get to waste time, obviously, is when they are under attack by the enemy. But, I'll be balanced with this. Uh, in the sense that for us the attack of the enemy being a weapon is not permitted to prosper so when we when it's prospering it's been permitted but permitted by who? they're sitting on white chairs amen and amen alright in the book of Exodus chapter number 5 verse 6 Right, the Bible tells us, uh, verse 6 going to verse 8, the Bible tells us how uh, Moses uh, had gone to Pharaoh and he said, The Lord has sent me, all right, let my people go. But then, when Pharaoh listened to that uh, uh, plea from Moses, Pharaoh got upset. And the Bible tells us that Pharaoh decided, Okay, also, this is what is happening. I'm going to increase the slavery of the Israelites. Don't give them bricks. They have to make it themselves. I'm going to increase the slavery. Now, what did Pharaoh say? He says, because you have time to be idle, I am going to give you much work so that you have no time to think about God. So what was he trying to do? He was trying to steal their time that they may not think about who? God. Remember, God had an agenda over the Israelites. And he said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That they may do what? Worship me. That they may do what? That they may serve me. Let my people... So what, what, was, what was stopping the Israelites from serving God? They were busy. Pharaoh kept them busy. Hallelujah. Now you see, you can, you can catch this in a different way. How can you catch this in a different way? The agenda always is to allow God to work out His purposes in your life. Which simply means any person, whenever you reach to a place where you've got no time to serve God, you don't have time to serve God whatsoever. You may not be under Egypt, but you have a Pharaoh in your life. Why? Because Pharaoh's agenda is to utilize all your time for anything else apart from God. Ah. Wherever you, no matter who you are, listen, <laughs> no matter who you are, if you reach to a place where you've got no time whatsoever to serve God, there is a Pharaoh in your life. 
because ideally everyone should have that place where they are able to serve God. You see, you are even better off. Listen. Look at Paul and Silas. They are in prison. But proof that they don't have a pharaoh is that even while in prison, they are still able to praise and worship God. Bound physic bound physically but not spiritually. Yet we have people that are free physically but spiritually very bound. Why? They are able to serve God. Glory to God. So I'm just showing you that sometimes it's the arena of the enemy just to cause you not to uh, serve God or rather to manage your time very, very well. Apart from that, not only is it the enemy, number two, one of the things that causes us to waste time is personal negligence. Personal negligence. Have you observed when you read the parable of the uh, of the talents? There was one of the servants who decided not to make use of the ability and the talents that he was actually given. The Bible shows us that this person buried his talent. Now you will notice something concerning personal negligence. Personal negligence will always channel your energy towards other things. Listen, it takes it takes effort to bury something. Have you ever have you have you ever been punished in your schools to dig a pit? Eh, people from private schools, may the Lord bless you. I only understand English. Eh? Eh? They give you a hard ground and they say dig a pit. It takes effort. Whilst somebody is multiplying their talent this side, another one here is using their effort to bury a talent. So what are they doing? One is making use of time. One is wasting time. So personal negligence sometimes will channel you to do things that are wasteful. Have you ever seen people, they've just woken up, ah, today I just, I just want to walk. From nowhere, I just want to walk. You don't read your Bible, you don't do anything, nothing productive. I just want to walk. I just want to walk. We think perhaps they are having a prayer walk, not even a prayer walk. They are just looking at people's shoes, shine. Ah, Wasted. Have you, have you ever imagined why the Bible says, uh, uh, be careful of your enemy who moves around like a lion seeking whom we may devour? Have you noticed that the father of Chimpoena is Satan himself? He just moves around looking for someone. <laughs> so if you notice Chimpoena rhythm in your life, check your source. Check your father. Ask your neighbor, who's your father? Glory to God. So personal negligence. Personal negligence has caused so many people to waste time. Caused people not to learn the art of managing time. And I'll go deep into this. Now, here is something that you need to understand even from the parable of, of the talents. Something that I really want you to get very clearly. Remember we had one who had five talents, the other had two, and the other had one. They are all servants, but I'll not. I'll allow you to hear this. They are all servants, though they have been given different talents, though they have been given different things to produce. They have all been given the same amount of time. They've all been given for 24 hours. They've all been given. None of them is given 26. Oh no, you who's got five talents, you've got uh, 30 hours. No. They've all been given 24 hours. But what is making a person who has five produce five in the same amount of time is gain the heart of wisdom. 
and the heart of wisdom is your capacity really to handle things in the same time frame amen and amen you would be shocked when you get to certain leadership positions find you in a leadership position and maybe or not even a leadership position just a serving position you're just in usher and how in and busy irishani do you even know can you even compare that work which you're doing with your pastor do you even know what your pastor is doing first of all and unless he's very very free i mean today i i i just decided i woke up i decided to go for a walk then i came for the service that's all hallelujah so there is there is capacity known as wisdom that is given to people to handle things in the time frame they are given but then i've come to observe something have you observed that the one who had five talents after the one uh who had one talent uh, buried it I wonder who even unburied it. I'm sure he's the one who who undug it. Yeah. After afterwards the Bible says that talent was given to the one who had five. So what I'm trying to say is that sometimes in life you might reach a place where responsibilities and things around you are increasing. But whenever they increase, don't cry. Whenever they increase, don't faint. Whenever they increase don't crack demand for more capacity demand for a heart of wisdom why because with what you are actually given god has already provided the capacity sometimes you just need to unlock it hallelujah all right so i'll i'll, I'll go straight into it because one of the things we want to do is how can we learn how to manage our time very 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 well we've got 24 hours how can i involve my school how can i involve my business how can i involve uh, my christian life how can i have time for brother tomato how all those things one day one person how one person how can i have all that time all right so how can you make use of your time ephesians chapter number 5 and verse 15 ephesians chapter number 5 and verse 15 All right the bible says see then that you walk eh uh-huh, what's that word eh uh-huh, circumspectly not as fools but as wise as in when the scripture wants to address certain things it's speaking to believers who are the beloved of god but it's telling them don't walk as fools but as wise by the way that word simply means see then that you walk carefully be careful not as fools but as wise the next verse redeeming the time because the days are evil so the bible is actually telling us that we've got to learn to walk remember i said that we may gain the what the heart of wisdom and here it's even saying walk in a wise way not as fools why because the bible actually shows us if we get to walk as a wise person if we get to function with the heart of wisdom there is such a thing that we're going to be practicing that is known as redeeming the time now we we said that time is sequential and scientists and many other people actually know and has established it that we can't turn back time amen and amen if i ask you right now breathing and breathe out now go back to that again can you do that you can't breathe in and breathe out the way you just did or rather you can't go back to that time why it's gone it's gone it's gone oh you, you just blinked sir go back to that it's gone i'm sorry so you can't re- you can't reverse time But what wisdom can do when it's functioning in you is that it can redeem time. Hey. It, it it can redeem time. It's like the functioning will give you 
will not make you function in time normally. It's like you have a bonus in time. Not necessarily that your time is increasing or whatsoever. But it's like where wisdom is functioning, instead of moving one step, it's like you are moving double step. There's a bonus that is given to you. Or there's a bonus that you actually, you know, access. But then remember, the Bible says, be careful how you live. So the first thing you need to do, if you want to learn how to manage your time, is that practice careful living. Don't be careless in your lifestyle. Don't be careless. Practice careful living. I'll give you an example. If today you engage in business and then you know that this business deal that I'm actually doing is illegal and then you go for it, you get, you might get money, but what happens when you get arrested and they slap you with a seven years in prison? Imagine where you are right now, seven years in prison. And when you come out, imagine what would have been lost. By next month, or rather next year, we're supposed to be taking plates for you. (laughs) But because of careless living, what have you done? You've lost time. So careful living is very important. The Bible actually tells us a man that was both prayerful and careful. His name is Daniel. He was prayerful in the sense that even though he practiced his spirituality, the Bible says even in his dealing, nothing wrong was found with him. The only wrong they found with him is that he loves God too much. That was the only wrong. He was careful. So when you are careful in all your dealings, the Bible actually shows us that this is one way to maintain and manage time very well. We have Deaconess Joe who bakes cakes. Imagine if we call for an order and then she's, while she's starting baking, she's not careful. And then adds more, I don't know, whatever to add to make it wrong, but just imagine, adds more sugar. And then because of the glucose in the sugar, the yeast rises or does it, it goes to the left or to the right. Just understand, just understand me on that level. Yeah. <laughs> Something just happens. Imagine she should have spent maybe one hour to make a cake. But because she wasted, uh, she was not careful in the first 45 minutes. She has to start over again. So carelessness makes people waste time. Carefulness makes people redeem, redeem time. Number two. Let's look at verse 17. Look at this. It says, Therefore, do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. So one of the ways to to walk wisely or to even allow you to manage your time is to get to pursue the will of the Lord. It says understand what the will of the Lord is. So that's the first thing to attend to. That simply means as you are managing your time, there is someone that needs to have your priority. Your priority should be derived from the will of the Lord. Remember you, as a, as a three-part being, you are spirit, soul, and body. But then, as spirit, soul, and body, your priority should be the order of how it's already spoken, spirit, soul, and body. They should be attended to. I'm not saying I'm not saying they shouldn't be attended to. I'm not saying the body is not important, it's important. I'm not saying the soul is not important, it's important. But that's how you learn to attend to things very well. I'll tell you this. In understanding the will of the Lord, or rather pursuing the will of the Lord, there are certain things you'll be doing. Obviously, you will know you will need to make time for your praying. 
you need to make time for your time your fellowship with the holy spirit you need to make time for this this and that but then you also come to the soulish realm okay you come to the realm of the soul where you need to make time for your studies you need to make time for this you need to make time for that but then and you find that as you are dealing with your priorities you will notice that there are certain things which may not be important for you like for example i've seen people cut off their tv time not that there's anything wrong with tv but they know they have 24 hours and with the priorities that are in their life i can't i can't watch i can't watch my at the cry for my mother part 1 part 2 and part 3 all of them which are 3 hours what's going to happen to me uh uh-huh. after watching the cry for my mother you will find another one another one will just come pa light and darkness battle plan or sister and twins of shanshan and then it's also part 2 part 1 part 2 and part 3 and the only spiritual side you're getting from it is the end to god be the glory that's all but you see in dealing with your management of time you are first going to pursue the will of the lord why because it's in the will of the lord that where that's where you begin to live according to your purpose it's that's where you have a purposeful lifestyle so that's the first thing you need to seek Now as you are doing that you will notice that there are certain things that they are you are able to do them but some of them you just need to just now cut them off. Remember the Bible says I can do what all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yes you are able to do all things but you can't be all things. Many people actually get really really shocked when I I tell them that I actually used to go for uh, dance competitions. I actually used to invest a lot even in soccer. Like I used to play soccer and then I used to watch soccer. I'm telling you when you cut off certain teams like the Red Devils, your life will never be the same. Somebody say amen. amen. <sighs> Otherwise, you find that you are, you become so bitter, you can't even pray, you can't even eat. Eh? The only thing you're saying is all out as if you're casting out demons. All out, all out. some of us who have peace don't worry about such things hey amen and amen so pursue the will of the lord then as you are setting your priorities see some of those things which are maybe in the soulish realm or in the body level to manage your time some of you it's in the body level you want to be bathing 2 hours bathing what are you washing away palastum sasa na mabonzo eh 2 hours like manage your time very very well i'm not saying managing your time by washing your face no men listen to this very careful but at least be baptized in the bathroom come out from the baptism dry yourself don't just take 2 hours are you getting this the responsibility for you to manage your time lies with you if you've noticed that mm sapa i take 35 minutes or 45 minutes you can do something about it how shocked i found some individuals who can eat in shima 5 minutes pap three lambs a series asoka na mbali mu 5 minutes managing time so that they may gain the heart of what wisdom Amen and amen. So what I'm trying to say is that look at your lifestyle, see those things that should always be there. See the constant things in your life. Set constants and set variables. Things that can be changing. But then set constants. Your constants should always be in the will of God. Glory to God. Number three, avoid laziness. I can say so much concerning laziness. but this one is quite bad uh proverbs chapter 19 verse 
15 Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 15 Look at what look at the Bible says it says laziness casts one into a deep sleep and an idle person will suffer hunger So any person that doesn't manage time there will always be a hang not a spiritual hunger there will always be a there will always be an element of lack in their life why because they are not managing their time they are lazy they are lazy a believer should not be lazy in fact the bible actually shows us that laziness should not be rewarded don't have to reward laziness you need to be there you need to be strong you need to be diligent sometimes see which areas of your life you've dictated dictated laziness how can someone not be lazy to walk from here to avon uh, to avondale then they say they are lazy to pray for 15 minutes i feel lazy to pray but you're not lazy to walk some people are lazy to study they even now lie on the devil no every time i open the book i don't know my eyes become heavy <laughs> lazy how are you going to study wafaka pilo with my blankets then you open the book at i'm studying doesn't work even for you some of you who pray some of you even just lie yourselves we're gone at i'm lying prostrate with my blanket you started at 20 hours by the time you say amen kali you put music like a playlist which is for 3 hours then you say the consumer kai prayer very deep number 20 hours no pela midnight no you started at 20 slept at 2005 and woke up at midnight at is like at is like i was just i don't know it's like the lord was just ministering to me I didn't talk much. You know how the Bible shows us you can minister to God and then God ministers to you. It's like I had no words. You una gone. Laziness. Now avoid procrastination as well. Procrastination is um um I'm going to I'm going to pray at midnight. Midnight corners. Ah, okay, 06. problem with procrastination is that you are never arriving but time is moving don't procrastinate i wish i could expand this in details but because of time then the two last points number 4 work smart ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 if you can give it to me in the in the nlt translation Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 4 Look at this the bible says farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they will never harvest farmers who wait for perfect weather will never plant and if they wait if they watch every cloud they will never harvest there is a skill that you need to develop as you are gaining the heart of wisdom to be in a place where you are not moved by circumstances there was a time where the lord actually uh, you know it's good to get to hear god uh, and one of the things he told me is that ah, have you seen that uh, uh, that girl who have shown you i said i have seen a lot okay i want you to propose to her uh, in september wrote it then when we entered that year um in the month of january that girl who was supposed to propose in september traveled to kitwe and i said hey lord what is this and she traveled there for work so i started thinking and i said lord is it that i missed you? i didn't hear you properly or what you told me to propose to her in september but i don't want my proposal to be japa text hi you and me uh, together like adam and eve forever uh, 
Then I said, oh, I think my proposal needs to be at least, it needs to be in person. But he told me September. August came. September came. I was waiting at, oh, I don't know. Was, is it that maybe had contract to end in September? Nothing. It was a two-year contract. <laughs> and I said, Lord, what do I do? And I literally, you know, felt the Holy Spirit say, what, really? Are you telling me you're stuck here? It seems like you're looking at the, you know, the clouds. And then he opened my mind. There is divine access known as Majandu. <laughs> I had never traveled before. I had never gone before. But I realized there is wisdom. A dimension called power tools. In a kuyamba point. A boy who doesn't know Kitwe, doesn't know where he will stay, but the Lord said, September. September. Thank God I had sons and daughters that side in Kitwe. And they organized for me a lodge. And they like. So I went there in the month of September. But if I had said, Lord, she is not here in September, I can't do it. Then I was not working smart. Would have just wasted time. Maybe someone in Kitwe would have said hi. <laughs> Maybe that's when I would have woken up. But I did that. And when I did that, I, I ended up proposing. He says, yes. That's why I gave you a brain. Use it. Work smart. Amen and amen. There are so many examples I can give you that you can actually apply. But you have to do that. You have to learn how to work smart. Number five, work hard. Now, working hard does not necessarily mean manual labor. Okay? Working hard, simply, my definition of working hard is putting in your very best. Yeah, that's my definition of hard work. It's putting in your very best. When you put in your very best concerning certain things, there are certain results that you're actually going to yield. Sometimes we want promotions. You're wondering why your promotion is not coming. Uh, at work and then you're saying I've been working here for five years but what have you been putting in in that five years is it enough for you to get a promotion amen and amen and as you are working hard one secret that I've I've actually learned is in, in, in Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 the Bible tells us that whatsoever you do do it as unto the Lord. Today, if God were to call you and to say, Mr. Adrian, I want you to work for me as a senior evangelist in Zambia, the way, the way first of all, you will cry that it's a privilege and the way you will labor for him, it would be so great. But the Bible tells us that whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. So when you are studying, sometimes do it as unto the Lord. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> thank you as I'm reading this calculus t- trigonometry, trying to understand, I know that destinies are going to be saved because I'm reading this. Do it as unto the Lord. You, you know, study those things. As you are working at work, work as unto the Lord. Not no, work as unto the Lord. You know, like, do things unto the Lord. When you begin to work like that, there's a certain way that that will increase in how you are managing that time. And uh, you will manage your time very, very well. Amen and amen. I wish I could say so much, but let's rise to our feet. Glory to God. Time management is very important. And that's why one of the things I had to highlight is that you are not supposed to be governed by time. You should govern it. And when you govern time, God, you know, you gain the the heart of wisdom. We're in our last days. We're in the last days where 
many of us need to keep winning but not winning in only one area remember the bible says reign in life god expects you to win at your workplace god expects you to win in your academics god expects you to win in your relationships in your in your every area you're supposed to win but then one of the things that we must learn is to number our days but i thank god we have the spirit of the lord who not only knows the number of our hair but also knows the days that are numbered in our life he can teach us that and when we do that we can gain an, a heart of wisdom i would like to encourage you to go back to your schedules go back to your life and see the constants establish the the things that should be constants in your life then establish the variables all right and as you are doing that one last thing never be afraid to adjust to change your life is very dynamic only god should remain the same yesterday and forever for you tomorrow things will change some of you perhaps maybe your workplace will demand you to work uh, for longer hours but when such things happen adjust to change a time will come where your neighbor will no longer be called miss but perhaps maybe missis you have to adjust to change and call her missis by their surname not uh, my sister you have to adjust because change will always be happening sometimes if you started praying at 05 Sometimes 05 will not be good for you to pray. Switch to midnight. Sometimes midnight will not be good for you. Switch, go to 02. Never be afraid to make adjustments. That's what managing time is. And God will look at you and say, "This is a good steward. This is a good manager handling my resources very well." Father, we thank you. Thank you for showing us the importance to manage time the importance to actually reign in life teach us lord how to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom give the praise the glory and the honor in jesus name amen and amen